This is Morgan Hazelwood, back again with more writing tips and writerly musings. So I attended Writing a Sanctuary at World Fantasy Con at the beginning of November. I went into this panel expecting to hear stories of authors using their writing as either escapism or as a tool for processing stressors in their life and escapism in either as a distraction from real world issues or as a way to create a new world with those issues fixed. So the actual discussion was a lot more nuanced, but less focused. The panelists were Jacob Bauer, J.D. Blackrose, J.L. Gribble, and K. Series Knight, moderated by Anna Lavoie. The discussion started off exploring the motivations behind why we write and the reoccurring themes that they explored intentionally or unintentionally. Now, pretty much everyone on the panel wrote for themselves, but for with the intent of publication, seeking that external validation. Only a few used their writing to explore alternative choices, either personally or historically. So themes that they found in their writing. Some writers explicitly write themes into their work. Others only recognize it when they begin editing, and sometimes you only recognize your themes when the same issues keep coming up, novel after novel. Here were some of the themes that the panelists found in their writing, intentionally or unintentionally. Non-dystopian post-apocalyptic, the Holocaust, mother-daughter relationships, and Cyberpunk, perhaps as a way to have control over the world and, I guess, the characters to have control over their bodies in a very real sort of sense when you can, you know, get a cybernetic arm or whatever. So, next the panel went on to the question, to be writing or to have written, which is better? So. It is a reality for many of us writers that the process can be agonizing. I found it really inspiring to hear how much of a struggle even published writers still find it. And how many resort to procrastinating. So some, like Bauer, were shocked to learn that people could actually enjoy the writing part of the process. He forces his words out and is working on trying to change his mindset so when he sits down to write, it's not torture for himself. Now, sometimes real-world tragedies strike too close to home and you can't write. Black Rose spoke of knowing when to push through and when to stop back. And when she felt it was time to return to the keyboard, she aimed for just 500 words to start regaining her momentum. Um, so we all know writing a novel, pretty intimidating, and that intimidation can make it hard to start. But 30,000 words sounds a little more doable. And you can approach your writing like Black Rose. She just wrote 30,000 words four times and then she had her novel. Now, Gribble uses gamification to get her words in. She wrote her third novel just using five-minute sprints. 
Her best writing day was the day she washed all the windows. <clears throat> and many of us, like Knight, love writing when inspired. But most of her writing, and much of our writing, is deadline-based. So next up, do you find sanctuary in a private journal? Now, some writers swear by them, and I know many writers who collect journals by the trunkful. Many of them blank, but you know. So advice doesn't always sync up with reality. So I was curious how these writers would answer. How useful is journaling in practice? So some like Gribble find them a waste of words. Why journal when you could be writing paying work? Some use it for free writing when the words just won't flow. Bauer uses this process about once a week as sort of a 10 minute warm up for his novel writing. Usually it's just a lot of profanity. Um, Black Rose doesn't journal per se, but she blogs. I, I might know a little something about that one. So major life events can make journaling helpful. Knight only find, found herself journaling when she was going through her divorce. And some use it to manage stress. Lavoie only journals sporadically, but she finds it really helps her anxiety. Knight and I agree. No writing is ever a waste. You're always learning, always practicing. What works for someone else doesn't necessarily work for you. Journal only if you're getting something out of it. So. Next up on the panel was, do you have your own writing sanctuary? Now me, I have a desk in a library alcove off my family room, but since I got a laptop, I find myself on my couch for most of my writing, with the occasional restaurant-based write-in, like Panera's. Not that I haven't snuck words in at work or on my smartphone. There's a reason I use Google Docs. It can auto-sync, you can use it offline, and it's available for free on all of my devices. <clears throat> now, I might not be the Google fangirl I was before I adopted and then they dropped like three of their products. Wait, eight, 12? I've adopted a lot of their products that they have stopped supporting. But some habits die hard, and so I still use Google Docs. Um, but I was really fascinated to find out where other writers work. So some, like Knight, can write anywhere that's even relatively quiet. Some, like Gribble, have home offices, but she never uses it to write in. She spends most of her time in Starbucks, on her couch, or sitting at the counter in her kitchen. She will, however, use that perfect writing office for editing, which which actually kind of syncs up with me. I mean, I haven't used my desk here since I moved earlier this year, but I do need things quieter when I edit. So maybe I'll try that. Some, like Black Rose, will write anywhere, even at her day job when things are slow. Some libraries, like Black Roses, have writing centers you can use, and on Sundays, Black Rose has permission to use the writer-in-residence office, and it makes her feel like a real writer. Um, and some writers have home offices that they actually write in. Bauer came home from a convention and found his wife had turned their second bedroom into an office for him. 
So next on the panel, they were asked, do you use writing as an escape from life? Now, this question could have gone in many different directions, but somehow we got back to procrastinating again. As a procrastinator myself, I was happy to be in such good company. So you can use laundry to avoid writing like Black Rose. You can use writing sprints as breaks from chores like Gribble, or you can leave the house when you write so you can avoid the laundry altogether like Night. So how much do you reread before you restart writing was the next question. Personally, I only skip back like a paragraph or two and then push on from there, just enough to remember where I was. I keep waiting for there to be a right answer for this, but of course, as with all things writer related, it's a matter of preference. So some read just the start of the current scene, like Gribble. Some, like Bauer, like to leave notes or hints for what's going to happen in the next scene. Some reread it all. Some, like Black Rose, use the first 7,000 to 15,000 words as a sort of giant outline and then fill it in. And some write in layers. First they get the action out and then the plot. And then they come back in and fill it in with descriptive narrative, like Night. I think I might do that. I'm very plot driven and sometimes I need to flesh it out. So that, that might be where I am. So next on the panel, they were asked critiques that made you regret sharing your work. Even if your writing isn't your sanctuary, it can be scary to share your words and your thoughts with the world. And sometimes critics can be harsher than they know. For Bauer, first writing workshop ever for his first critique ever another writer told him quote unquote stop writing now this sucks ouch that's not constructive and whew. one writer's mother doesn't do fantasy and after they opened up and shared their novel the response was how do you think of these things and not in an odd sort of tone Gribble once had a critic complain about the orgy. One problem, her novel contains zero orgies. Zero. Knight once watched a teacher lay into a fellow classmate for half-assing an assignment, which I imagine was not only discouraging for the student in question, but inhibiting for other students who might want to try new things instead sticking to the formula they know that works. Um, and a final critique was Black Rose wrote a Cedars and space humor piece pulling from her own experiences. And a non-Jewish friend hated it and thought it mocked the Jewish stereotypes. Her Jewish friends and family loved it. So it's a matter of perspective sometimes. And the two final questions from the panel that I haven't discussed yet, these answers were in unison. How much does marketing interfere with the sanctuary of writing? A lot. And do you write as a sanctuary for your readers? Yes. So a bit more of an exploration of their lives as writers, um, but altogether a panel I enjoyed. Do you use writing as a sanctuary? Do you use books as a sanctuary? 
What books would you recommend? Let me know in the comments below. As always, thank you for watching. And that's all for today. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, hit that subscribe button and share it with all your friends. It goes a long way towards helping people find me. And I'll be back again next Monday with more writing tips and writerly musings. Bye-bye.